you know what they're going to call us? The fastest gun in the greatest movie of all time. Today on the show, Django Unchained. The greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie podcast. It's the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest movie of all time podcast, which I, your co-host, Rick Barrasso, D-M-D. Uh, okay. And I, your co-host. You don't AEW, do you? No, I don't. I don't watch wrestling yeah. at all anymore. We'll get into we'll, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now your co-host, the big danger, J- J- the big Django, but you got it. Big Jangboski. Big J- the big Jangboski. <laughs> I'm so janky. We're gonna watch every single movie ever made, and we're gonna help figure out which is the greatest of them all. How are you doing today, Derek? Oh man, I you know what? We're doing another Tarantino, Rick. How how could I not be happy? Well. We are uh, we are indeed doing another Tarantino, uh, and we are uh, finishing out Civil War month with not quite the Civil War movie, but you know what? I'm counting it. You, you know what? You know what? The, the word Civil War in the movie. Yeah. So I'll take it. It's close yeah. enough. Yeah. So, of course, we are talking Django Unchained, but let's take care of some business first. Last week, we had an episode on Glory. I think it was a great episode. We talked about some actors we hadn't been able to before. And, um, yeah, it was a really interesting conversation. So check that one out. Uh, you can find that on or any of our library. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Whatever app you use, subscribe, review if you can. It is extremely helpful for the show. And if you enjoyed it or if you have anything else you want us to cover, let us know on social media. We are the greatest movie of all time podcast on Facebook. We're at great movie cast on Twitter. We're at Rick and Rec on Instagram. And you can always shoot us an email at greatest at gmail.com. We would of course love to hear from you. And as our old bounty hunting partner, friend, Bruce Wayne would say, tell your friends about us. But now uh, I think when we last left off, we, you had, your hand on my Django Unchained is a 2012 alternate history drama, a Southern in the same way you'd say a Western directed by Quentin Tarantino. It stars Jamie Foxx as Django Freeman, Christoph Waltz as Dr. King Schultz, Leonardo DiCaprio as Calvin Candy, Samuel L. Jackson as Stephen, and Kerry Washington as Brumhilde von Schaft. It made $425.4 million on a $100 million budget as an 8.4 on IMDb, an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, and an 81% on Metacritic. Peter Travers says, uh, I believe he gave it the three and a half out of four, Tarantino lives to cross the line. Is Django Unchained too much? It wouldn't be Tarantino otherwise. Wesley Morris of the Boston Globe says, corkscrewed, inside out, upside down, simultaneously clear-eyed, and completely out of its mind. 
Uh, for negative one, David Germain of the Associated Press says Django Unchained is Tarantino at his most puerile and least inventive. The premise offering little more than cold, nasty revenge and barrels of squishing, squirting blood. I mean, that sounds a good time to me. But <laughs> Seriously, that's the worst review ever. That, so I, I think there's there's two main I would say three main criticisms of this, of this movie for the negative reviews. Uh, one is the subject matter is too serious for the sort of lightness, which with Tarantino treats it, which I don't agree with, but I understand. Okay. The other is it's too bloody. And I, I disagree with that. I say, bring more, bring on more of that. But yeah, it's all that's Tim uh, Burton. And the third is it's overly long which I do agree with a little bit. I like, see the thing with me, I think I, I, I know that Tarantino's movies are going to be a little long and I enjoy them because he doesn't do that many movies. You know what I mean? Sure. It's a few and far sure. between. I, I think and we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But I think like structurally, there's a pretty easy change you could make that could probably shave 15 to 20 minutes off the movie. Okay. And like, not really like not really impact too much and take away some of the bad stuff. I realize now the one thing I did not do is write out my plot summary. So we're going to be winging it here. Uh, but before, <laughs> yes. Before we get to that. <laughs> when did you first see this movie? So yesterday was the first time I ever seen. No, I'm just kidding. I saw this <laughs> at the movies when it came out and I just had myself a ball. I think I, I think I went with some friends. I don't quite remember, but I remember seeing it in the theater and just being a hell of excited. And I, uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I don't know how much I can go into right now, but we're going we're gonna to get into more details. But safe to say that we're both Tarantino fans. So I, I'm yeah. assuming people who are watching this or listening to this know that we like this movie. So, yeah, yeah. And I, I saw it in theaters as well, probably opening weekend. Um, yeah, this is uh, I mean, when, when there's a Tarantino movie coming out, I'm, I'm there as early as I can uh, in the theater as he as the man himself would want it. I'd love to. I'd love to go to his theater in uh, in Los Angeles. Chris, I know you're listening. Let's let's hook that up. I'm not gonna lie to you. I did when I did see it in the theaters. I remember I was sitting kind of far up in the back. I kind of like to so I can see the whole screen, not get a headache. But I remember, you know, of course we know what word is said in this movie a zillion times. But I'm not gonna lie. There was a lot of African American people in the theater, and and rightly so because they, you know. It's a good movie, and and I and I think that we'll get into like you know Jamie Fox and all the the African American actors who are part of this. They're in on it. They're in on the Tarantino creation. They're not like this is racist, sure. Quentin. You know, so people who go see it are also in that same mindset. But I will say the one thing that I made me feel the most uncomfortable in the entire movie wasn't that word. It was when Leonardo DiCaprio goes, "We're going to have the white cake." I cringed when he said that. Leo's relationship with his sister in this movie. Is I love like, it's so that, that we're going to get into that, Rick. That is something yeah. very special. We're going to get to it's a special yeah. thing that I'm going to do later. Oh, OK. All right. Yep. Uh, so let's uh, you know, this is a very special occasion where I am completely not prepared for this portion. Of love the show. it. See, this, so is, this is what makes it fun. Have you chosen? Have you chosen the song? Yeah. To, uh, time There's a couple of great songs in this. Um, one that I really, really loved was called Freedom by Richie Havens. And I'm going to be playing that. All right. All right. Coming here we go. Three, two, one, go. Dr. King Schultz, a bounty hunter, frees a slave named Django. And they, uh, in turn, uh, collect bounties uh, over, uh, over the long winter. Um, Django, after being trained as a bounty hunter, wants to free his wife, 
uh, from a, a slaver called Calvin Candy. Uh, Dr. King Schultz has a very convoluted plan in order to make a, an offer uh, and get uh, rescue his wife from Hilda. Um, things go south and uh, King Time. Schultz is killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love yeah. unprepared. Unpre- unprepared Rick's my I, favorite version of Rick. I was not, I was not prepared <laughs> whatsoever uh, <laughs> for that. So my apologies there. But you know what? If you haven't seen it, go see it, and you'll find out what happens. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about our three favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, let's let's get to that. Let's get far away from that segment. <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, so what's your uh, what's your number three favorite scene? Before I get to my number three, Rick, just so you know, I'm never prepared for my segment at the end, so I feel your pain. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, but there's like, you're no, like open-ended. Right, right. right no, to- totally, totally, totally. Uh, so my number three is, and that, this is actually kind of difficult for me because the first two made sense to me, but the third was kind of tough. But I actually went with the scene where um, Django kills those three brothers on that plantation with Big the Daddy. The Brittle Brothers? The Brittle Brothers, yeah. That whole segment, I think, of that plantation into the sort of... Uh, the guys putting the masks on yeah. um, that, that whole segment's in my favorite uh, I, third favorite. I think the, uh, the way he goes about killing the brothers, like he whips one of the brothers and you feel it too. You feel how hard that, that whip, you know, hurts and he's whipping the brother. And then he kills one of the brothers with like, there's like a Bible verse on his chest and he just shoots it. Um, and then the, uh, the other brothers trying to get away and stuff. And they, they, he takes him out. Um, I love it. I love the whole segment. I think like all the slaves surrounding him are like, just an amazement of like, whoa, like we, you know, almost like we can uprise too, maybe. If, yeah. There's more of them than anybody else, really. So it's like, I don't know if, if it's like they're afraid to fail, but, you know, it's either you're, it's either if, if you fail to do an uprise, you're either going to get tortured like you were before or you're going to be dead. So I don't know. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah. So my, my number three is actually the, um, the, you know, proto K. It's not necessarily the KKK, but is the, you know, Visual language says it's, uh, star, it's star, starring Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill in it for some reason. Uh, he was supposed to have a bigger part and then ended up getting cut. You know what? It's it's perfect when he just shows up and says like, yeah. Jonah Hill's there, right? Uh, yeah. So nothing in movies makes me happier than like racists and like shitty people getting killed. Yeah, of course. Like nothing, like nothing makes me happier than like a in a movie than a dead KKK guy. Slave owners and Nazis getting killed. Favorite two oh, things. Oh, oh, chef's kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there's nothing in movies that makes me happier than Django just tracking Don Johnson. Yep. Just like, and Dark, and King Schultz like, you sure you got him? He's like, I got him. I got him. <laughs> and just a. Dead racist. Cool, cool, sh- cool shot too by Tarantino. Where like he just shows the horse trampling, yes, and the body yeah. falling. It was really neat how they did that. Yeah, uh, and and of course, like then before that, you get the, like the, the scene where they're like, "My wife went, you know, <laughs> she made, sewed these holes in these bags." And let's just like, let's all let's all say we're very we're very grateful <laughs> that she did this. But it's next good, time, <laughs> it's a good idea. But next, yeah, <laughs> hold off, hold off. I'm confused. Are we wearing them or are we not wearing them? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, John do you know? Johnson, do you know? Do you know who what Jonah Hill is doing next? Like, do you know what his next big project is? After the uh, coming up now, I did read it, but I'm not remembering. So it. he look. He's starting to look like him already because he's he's grown his hair out. He's not shaving, and he's wearing a lot of tie dye stuff. Oh, uh, Jerry he, Garcia. He's playing yeah. Jerry Garcia, and and yeah. yeah, and I believe Martin Scorsese's uh, movie. Um, so that should be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, but and, and John, Don Johnson always, always brings it. He brings the goods. He's great. He brings the goods. I, I, I love his reaction too when he's like, you know, as soon as as soon as um, Schultz stops talking about money, he's like, oh, well, come on in. Yeah, I do, I do like that. I, that. I do like the part where he's like, uh, who's that little peck of wood in town? Treat him like you treat. Like he's just, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's such he's a just, he's just out, out Tar- of his mind. <laughs> Tarantino is the king of dialogue. Yeah. Oh man! All right. So, what's your uh, what's your number two scene? So, my number two is actually it's a combination of two scenes that are separate. It's both of the huge shootout parts of the movie. Um, so, I guess like my two B would be when uh, Django comes back for revenge on the sister, on all the rest of them, Stephen, uh, and he comes back in the house and he just shoots up everybody. And, you know, the, the, the two African-American, like, you know, I guess slaves, they get away. He tells them to leave. And then he, the way he shoots, you know, Candy's sister and she just like she's in the doorway and he just she just flies through the room. Right. Um, and then the whole thing with Steven and, and Steve I mean, Samuel Jackson. I mean, come on. You yeah. can't talk. Let me start with there because that's my number two. That's my number two. The final shootout. OK. The um, final shootout. OK. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so when he gets, you know, sort of. Yeah, when when the sister gets like yanked, like it's clearly just something tied to her like upper back, and it just makes no sense. Yeah, the physics of it, how she's just like yoink. Yeah, yeah, like, it's like she's like, yanked. Sig- it's like Django's like say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, say goodbye. And then uh, you know, Stephen, you know, just just Samuel Jackson being in pain in any movie is hilarious. Yeah. It reminds me of the Hateful Eight, you know, where he's like, "Oh, you yeah. son of a bitch!" Like you get shot yeah. in both knees, and of course, Django, you uppity son of a boom, is yeah. amazing. But the other one is the other scene that uh, is my I guess my two A. Uh, it would be the uh, right when Candy is shot. Up to uh, Schultz being like, I couldn't resist getting blown into this. Everyone is just so chaotic. And then Candy's lawyer just keeps getting shot. Like, it's just so funny. By the way, if people don't know this, Candy's lawyer is actually Eddie from the original It, the Tim Curry version. Um, I noticed that. Uh, but the shootout is so messy and so screwed up. And the blood squirting everywhere is just, it's just Tarantino. It's just what I want to see. And at this point, I think Quentin is like, this is what my fans want to see. So I'm going to deliver it to them. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. So, yeah. So that is actually my number one, the second to last shootout. Okay. Uh, where, and like from the point where uh, Dr. Hing like walks into the study and it's like, you yeah, know, what would you think Alexander Dumas would, would think like, how yeah. would you, think, you think he'd appreciate it? Leo's like, yeah, why not? Cause he's just, he's just, Calvin Candy is just a fucking moron. Yeah, he is a moron. He's ruthless and a little bit of miscellaneous here, but DiCaprio was very nervous to do a lot of these scenes and he stopped frequently to, to not do them because he was afraid. And Samuel Jackson would be like, dude, don't worry about it. He's like, this is just yeah. another Tuesday for us. You know, yeah. and, and and he's Quentin was like, Leo, you need to go balls to the wall because you're going to regret yeah. it if you don't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just the just the like you know, Alexander Dumas was black and he just like shuts up. Yeah. There, there's the, there's like a, a great, like little scene, uh, like a little line that tells you everything you need to know about him, uh, about Calvin Candy, like right before you meet him, when it's the lawyer talking to Dr. King Schultz and he's just like, don't speak French. You'll embarrass him. <laughs> right. He must be called Monsieur, but do not speak French. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a dick. Yeah. I love it. And it, yeah, but I, I just, I just love this because it's like, just the hatred that King Schultz has 
for Calvin Candy. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he's just he like, literally he's like, he literally I'm gonna die for this. That's how much I hate him. He's like he's like this guy can't be allowed to exist. Right, in, right. On this planet. Yeah. No matter what happens, he's like sorry. I ha- right. Had to. I ha- I had to. I'm sorry. And it, yeah, he's just like. Uh, in, in, in a way, though, Django, it's, Django's like not mad about it. He's like, I get it. He's, well, he's, in a way, though, Schultz is like, you know what? He's like, I'm sorry that this might fuck up you and your wife, but yeah. I have to do this. No, th- this, and, ju- it, yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's a thing where it's like, you know, he, he's a King Schultz is a dentist, and like the villains of the movie are the Brittle Brothers and Kelvin Candy. Yeah. So like literally like the opposite, the opposite of what he uh, is. Of, he's uh, like, yeah, he's yeah. Like, He's like, I'm on this earth to eliminate these fuckers. Yeah. It, it, it's, yeah, I get it. It's like, it's like a teeth against candy. Yeah. Too. It's like a funny play on words almost. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. And then you have the, like, the great shootout, like you said, with the, uh, the lawyer just keeps getting fucking shot. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, and Django just like holds up. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, did yeah, you know that? Just, so yeah, James, so. I think his name is James Remar. He's in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And he's also the guy who plays like his, his uh, bodyguard. Right. And I didn't realize that. I was like, he looks like him too. I looked it up and it was like, no, he plays both. And I was like, oh, crap. Um, James but, Remar, of course, uh, see our previous episode in The Warriors. Yeah, he plays uh, the, the, the dick of the group. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So what's your, what's your number one? My number one is actually the dinner table scene. Um, it is very intense. And it's very special. And the way it, it reminds me of like a very clever uh, scene in a play. If you go to see like a production and you're, you're waiting to see what's going to happen. And this whole scene happens on stage of this table and it's a cat and mouse game. And then Steven notices that, you know, she, he, 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 he in love with that girl, you know, that type of stuff. And then if, yeah. if, it, if it was a snake, it would have bit me. All this stuff. Everybody's playing nice. The Black Hercules, you're going to buy this. The deal's going through. Everything is fine until fucking steven has to notice these little things tell candy about it candy takes out his little kit with his skull talks about the three dimples and all that stuff and dicaprio slams his hand down bleeds profusely wasn't supposed to happen quentin kept it in and i'm watching leo finish this scene while knowing there's glass in his hand i mean i i don't think they used that take i well, think they, they they like wrote in like oh he's bleeding now because but the moment he slams his hand down that is real. I was what from what I read. It slammed his hand down. Quentin kept it in there, and then later they used fake blood for the rest of it. Um, for like when he puts the the smear on her face, that's fake. But he does slam his hand down, and they there's no edits. If you notice, there's no cuts. And I did notice that if you read the trivia too, Leo did do the whole scene bleeding, and then they gave him a standing ovation. And it says that Quentin kept it in there, but there is a small cut somewhere in that scene where he smears the blood, and that's not his blood. Yeah. But uh, it's such an intense scene and it really vilifies candy. Like you just want him to erupt at some point. And I guess I'll get into this a little bit later when we mentioned metals. But one thing about DiCaprio that I've always wanted to see, and I've always said this, I say I want DiCaprio to play like a, either a Bond villain or like a Batman villain. Because I feel like there's so much more to him than just what the Batman villain would you cast him as? I don't know. I really don't. I think he can do so many things. I, I think he's like, I think he's fearless. I think he could just. I don't know. Um, I think maybe- he could. So he could do, I think, like Hugo Strange. Okay. Would be interesting. I'm trying because he, like, he can't do the Joker. I Why not? Think. Why not? I think he's too old at this point. Well, Unless I, you're doing like an older Batman as well. Because I mean, he could maybe do the Joker in like, you know, the Joker that kills Jason Todd or like, 
Right, because I'm saying guess. like nobody in the world could have thought that Heath Ledger was going to be a great Joker. Sure, you know what I mean. So, but he, I mean, he could be uh, a really, you know, one of those a little bit more strange Batman villains, maybe like the Mad Hatter. Yeah, something like that. But um, yeah, he's just so colorful in this movie, and he was a huge shock to me when he played the villain. I was like, this is going to be awesome because he's the he's always the good guy, you know. Right. So, but yeah, that's my that's my favorite scene in the movie. I think is that whole cat and mouse game at the, the dinner table. You know, it's 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 interesting, like, uh, and I'm I'm stepping on my own toes miscellaneous is like uh yeah, Will Smith was gonna be Janko, but or he, he, like they offered it to him and he turned it down. Yep, because he's very conscious of his image as like he's because he, he he turned it down because he thought Django wasn't the leading role, wasn't the main character, which I can I can kind of see it's not a vehicle for the person playing Django, but I think if he just like took a step back and was like, I don't need to be the main character in every movie. Technically, I mean, he, he, he kind of is, right? I, I mean, and, and when I, he, I, I, th- I would say Django is the main character, but he's not like standout. Yeah, he, he's not to the point where it's like, this is not a Jamie Foxx movie. Right, you know? right, exactly. Yeah. You know, this is, this is, I mean, ultimately it's a director driven movie, but it is like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's it's not like a one-hander you know and like his supporting you know it's not Django and his friends yeah it's you know he it's it's a big part in a you know in in a big cast uh but I, I think it's sort of the opposite with Leo where Leo is like I can go outside of my comfort zone yep and like it, it paid off for him oh it certainly did yeah uh, and of course, it continues Leo's tour of working with all the biggest directors. Yep. Um, yep. So let's talk about our least favorite part. So what uh, what do you have? I struggled with this. Uh, I really did because I think Tarantino crosses all of his T's and dots all of his eyes. I think he's very clever. Um, he makes something that seems so horrific funny but in a good way it's in good taste almost and like i said before you know african-american actors are involved in this and know that they're in on it on this story even though there's a lot of bad language and stuff and 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 things like that but if i was really nitpicking and and i i am i apologize to anybody who dislikes this and i don't even dislike this but i'm nitpicking is that I guess Quentin being in the movie was unnecessary to me. I, I would have rather have seen somebody else, another cameo of somebody just like, just give me somebody else who I can be like, Oh my God, they're in this too. I don't need Tarantino I in this movie. Don't mind Tarantino being in the movie, but, and this is part of my least favorite thing, his accent. Like, <laughs> what? Why does he need to be Australian? He's like, he's, he's like, shut up. He's like, shut up black. Like the way yeah, he says it. Black. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, 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 as an Australian, like I'm offended for all the Australian people, and I don't know any Australian people. Right, it's not a great <laughs> accent, and like I said, I don't mind him. But like, if I'm nitpicking it, it would have been fun to see like another actor just randomly show up as this character. You know what I mean? It would have been another fun sure. thing. And I, and I like Michael Park. You know, he, he gets oh, Michael Parks in the yeah, in, I love Michael in, Park. in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think Wait, my where's Bill? I. So here's my here's my issue. The movie's a little long. Mm-hmm. It it does. I feel like it drags a little bit. Um, and I think the way to do that is the way to fix that is you have and they're my two favorite scenes in the movie, but they're very similar. The two shootout scenes. Yep. If you could condense those 
into one giant shootout. Right. You get rid of like the Tarantino fucking Australian accent because that's yeah. not necessary. Is, the, is that scene necessary? It, the way they make the movie, the way the movie is structured, it is because yeah. it's like, oh, we have to get Django back. But like easily it could have been, you know, and I guess it shows that Django is like incredibly clever. Right. But I think you it, that has already been established. established. Yeah. Uh, whereas like it kind of makes it like if you're going to have that, just have Django instantly blow them away. And like he just escapes and it gets Django the dynamite, but you can easily get. You know, he, he just set the place on fire. You know, right, it doesn't, right. It doesn't like figure something else out. I feel like, um, but yeah, they, like you can have this giant shootout, and you can cut out. You have this like huge climax, and then you have, and I mean, maybe it's just that like you know Tarantino wanted to get Sam Jackson an Oscar, which he you know <laughs> he didn't, but he Jeff, you know we'll, we'll talk about that, right. Uh, but he was like, you do get a little bit more Steven, which is great. Yep. Um, but I think you, you just have him, you just have him kill everybody the first time. Uh, and also, and again, this is nitpicky because I understand it's like, oh, there's no movie if, if we don't have this. But Dr. King Schultz's plan is so needlessly complicated. Do you think if they went in there, be literally being like, "We want to buy from Helga, from Hilda," you know what? He's he was willing to pay. He paid the man twelve thousand dollars. Right, right. Maybe, 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 maybe he thought that he wouldn't have even gone for it. Well, because how would he have gotten there if he didn't bring just, up? Just doesn't matter. Like you can find him and be like, "Listen, I heard I heard you have a, a slave that speaks German. Would name your price. Like I, you know, it'll be ridiculous. Like I don't care." It's very important to me. I need a slave that speaks German. And like, right. this is the one that I want. I feel like it probably would have been okay. Uh, and also, I understand being a little peeved if you're Calvin Candy. But realistically. <laughs> you're still getting 12 grand. You're still getting 12 grand. And really, like, what harm was done to you other than like. Well, he, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's an asshole. Regardless. Yeah, he sucks, clearly. Yeah. And, and I think either way. You know, d- d- despite everything, it's like Schultz just wants to kill him <laughs> at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, I, I get that. But yeah, yeah I, I, just, I just feel like and I, I get it because like, you know, we just need a movie and like that's who the character like Schultz is. He's just like needlessly. You know, he, he is always just like, all right, look, my character is this. You're going to be this. And like, let's go. And this is just like an extension of that. But I feel like he very easily could have been like, I'll give you five thousand dollars for from Hilda. Right. You know, or like wh- whatever. And Django is like, you can take it out of my like take it out of my next bounty. Right. Well, I, I think it's 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 it also shows that like, you know, it almost reminds me of the sandlot, right? Where like we could have just knocked on the door yeah. and gotten the ball back. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing where like, okay, these People are shady. They're slave owners. We have to find a specific way to manipulate them. But whereas he could have probably just knocked on the door and been like, I'll give you five grand for her. Yeah. But <laughs> Right. But uh, yeah. so let's go to medals. Who is your bronze medal winner? I will say the one person that didn't make my top three. It's, it's hard. It's annoying. I'm sorry. He almost made it. He would have. There's too many good performances in this. Jamie Foxx quite didn't make yeah. my top three. 
I apologize. But my number three is actually a tie, my bronze. And that goes to Christoph Waltz and Samuel L. Jackson. And the characters are both tremendous. Christoph Waltz, I mean, he's just incredible in whatever he does. He plays the complete opposite of what he was in Inglorious Bastards, showing that he can do both sides and he can do both things very, very well. Um, he is forever going to be the Tarantino guy for me of, uh, you know, thinking about when I think of Tarantino movies, he's one of the actors who I'm going to think of primarily. He's great in this. And then Samuel Jackson, what can you say? Every word that comes out of his mouth is hilarious. Uh, his character in general, especially at the dinner table, everything that Candy says, Stephen just responds with like, yeah, sure did, sure was. <laughs> like, he just has to, be, he, he, their relationship and how close he is to him at the table is just the funniest thing. Like those two together must have had so much fun. Um, I can't praise either of those actors enough. So they both get my bronze. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give my bronze and my silver. Um, so my bronze goes to Jamie Foxx because it's a big time leading role for him. And he doesn't really get a ton of those. I feel like after this. Yeah. And I think, I think he's fantastic in the movie and he, yeah, I, I think Django is the main character, despite what Will Smith thinks. Uh, my silver is a tie, is a three-way tie between the three supporting actors. Uh, and that's Christoph Waltz, Sam Jackson, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Christoph Waltz, echo what you said. I mean, he wins Best Supporting Actor this year. Uh, kills it. In any time like, Tarantino's words are coming out of his mouth, it's magic. And I wish they would just fucking bury the hatchet and whatever is causing them not to work together. Because I think they they have Tarantino believes he like leaked a script for um, for the hateful eight. Did you say you Jackson? Um, uh, Tarantino. No, this Christoph Waltz. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Christoph. So Christoph Waltz was supposed to be the in the hateful eight originally mm-hmm. uh, in the, um, the the role of the. Uh, Tim Ross role. Oh, okay. Uh, but the, there was like this weird story where Tarantino was like, I feel so betrayed. Somebody leaked the script and then it got delayed for a while. And then when it came back, like the only cast change was vault wasn't in it anymore. Right. So, well, I mean, I wonder if that, how, I mean, it, it could be true. Definitely. But like, I know even for this movie, like Walt basically said no at first. Maybe. And Tarantino, maybe and Tarantino like, was like, please. And he's like, okay, but maybe, I mean, cause how could you, if that, if that's going to ruin your relationship just because of that stupid little, like, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, come I on. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't I know. Hope not. I hope not. I mean, I, on there, but I'd I, like to see them yeah. work together again. Yeah, definitely. You know, if, if Tarantino's next movie is his last, he should get everyone, all yeah. his Tarantino players. In he it, needs I everybody think. in there. Yep. You know, Sam Jackson, I think is, uh, it's so rare to see him play anything except Sam Jackson. Yep. Right. <laughs> and I really do think Tarantino was like, I am going to get you your Oscar. And Sam Jackson was just like, I'll do it. But like, you know, uh, it's what it, Sam Jackson very much seems like, I don't know. Like if it happens, it happens. You know who Sam Jackson, by the way, is the highest grossing actor. Like his movies that he's in are like far and away have grossed more than any other actor's movies. I believe that. Yeah, because the Star Wars movies, he has the Marvel movies. He's got like 
you know, he's got a ton of big hits. He's got this, he's got, you know, the Tarantino movies. Like he's, he just, he's, he's in everything and it all makes a ton of money or a lot yeah. of it does. Uh, and I feel like he doesn't necessarily get the respect he deserves as an actor because he has gone to these blockbusters that just want like, I want a Sam Jackson type. And he's, you know, he's great as Nick Fury. Uh, and, you know, he, I, I wouldn't want anyone else in that role at this point, but it, it kind of pigeonholes him a little bit where it's like he doesn't get the respect he deserves, I feel like. Right, right. Uh, and then Leo, of course, like he's out of his comfort zone. He's doing the villain thing. He's, you know, it, it's, he kind of finds a new lease in his career at this point, I feel like, as like a, a prestige actor. Yeah, oh, for sure. So who is your silver? And that, that'll lead into my silver because Leo is yep. my silver. I so. Yep. Yep. And it was it, it was close because I was so shocked by Leo in this movie. I almost considered giving him my gold. But I mean, how can you how can you do that? Um, he's tremendous in this. He's he caught me off guard. He shocked me. He made me like him even more somehow uh, going from movies that I just I, I adore him in like something like from The Departed. Um, you know, and then the, uh, and then come going into this and I, I, everything that he's in, I tend to just gravitate towards, but this was the role that I was like, now he shows his, like his, his real range of like, I don't, I can play anybody you give me. That's right. why I even, you know, last time we were talking about gangs in New York, I even considered making DiCaprio build a butcher. Cause I'm like, why not? Why not? Leo is a great actor. He is, he's not just, uh, somebody who's just, you know, like a name now he's, he like, for instance, for me, I'm not saying George Clooney's a bad actor cause he's not, but the, he's a name that is so synonymous with movies, but I don't think he's half the actor that DiCaprio is personally. Um, and DiCaprio deserves, I think he deserves the, uh, the attention and the fame that he gets. So right. he's, he's my silver far and away. Yep. So gold, uh, I think we probably uh, have the same per the same person. And that, of course, is Tarantino for his role as the Australian slaver. Only for that reason. Yes, that's it. Yep. When he gets it, when he when he explodes out of his shoes is, is the moment of the movie for <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it's a, I, I don't think it's possible to discuss a Tarantino movie and do medals without making him the gold. I right. think he's that director where him and Scorsese are my favorites personally, but Tarantino's worlds, his universes. They're just, they're beyond there. There's nobody who touches him in that. Uh, when you find out little things later on, like, you know, uh, Vic Vega and Vincent Vega, or maybe brothers and how this character in Inglorious Bastards is the great ancestor of this person from this movie. Right. I love this. His universes are incredible or his universe. I should say. No, he's got two. He's got, he's got, there's the, there are certain, so like the people in Pulp Fiction, like we kind of, we talked about this in our Pulp Fiction episode. Um, some of his movies are movies in the universe of the, his other movies, right? So the people in Reservoir Dogs, you know, anyone who survives Reservoir Dogs uh, can watch Kill Bill. Okay. Uh, there's like I saw it broken down once, but it's like. Uh, yeah, so like this is in like the the quote unquote real world. Uh, Kill Bill, the Kill Bill movies are movies within that world. Um, I think Jackie Brown's a movie within that world. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like the movies that Leo's character makes in that, are yep. movies that 
you know, somebody in, uh, you know, somebody in Pulp Fiction can watch. Okay. So like, it's, it's a very weird, like interesting setup. Yeah. But yeah, like you, you like can feel his fingerprints all over all of his movies. Clearly. And, and and did he, he did announce that the deduction is his last movie. Which yeah, he says that, but who the hell knows? Yeah, I, I I really hope that's not the case because he's so young to be calling it quits. I feel like I think he just he like he has a very young child, so I do wonder if it's like I just want to be a dad. Like that's right. you know, so that 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 could be the case. Um, and also like he's he's owns that movie theater, and like he's very passionate about like restoring film and like uh, bringing attention to um, you know to to different movies from the past and yeah he's and he just you know he wrote the novelization of once upon a time in hollywood so he might be looking into writing more so i think he's got a lot going on would not shock me to see him make another movie after this you know yep yep. uh so let's go to recasting uh i have uh django i have dr king schultz i have calvin candy i've got steven and i've got brimhilda you're a bold motherfucker. I didn't touch yeah. this one. You didn't? Uh, I did not touch it. I instead did one of my classic Derek things where oh. I continue the story. Okay. But let's uh But I didn't I did it more in trailer form. So like I'm not giving you the whole movie, just what it's about. Okay. Give me the give me the 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 continuation. Okay. Movie's called Django Rechained, but not Django how you rechained. But not but in parentheses, but not how you think racist. <laughs> Okay, so Django and Brumhelda find a secluded cabin in Montana and have 17 children. They've been away from each other for a long time. Django needs to do his thing. You know what I mean? He, he, he misses the sex. 17 children. Like like separate pregnancies or like she has like octuplets and then. Yeah, there's a couple, couple, of, couple and, of tuplets, yeah. couple, a couple of those. <laughs> a couple of, couple of tuplets. Um, their third oldest boy named Django Jr. dates a white He's- girl. Okay, so so, give me a second. The third oldest boy is Django Jr. Yep, he didn't name his not first the oldest. Boy. No, he didn't name them. He, the, he, what are the oldest two? Chris and name? Mike. Chris and Mike. Chris. Yep. Chris von Shaft. <laughs> and uh, the the third oldest boy, Django Jr., dates a white girl, and mm-hmm. she they he they decide to secretly get married. What nobody knows, and what Django Jr. doesn't even know, is that her real name is Sandy. Her last name is Candy. She is Sandy, Sandy Candy. Candy. She is okay. the she is the incestuous daughter of Calvin Candy and his sister. Okay. And they decide to get married and they had they do it secretly. Sandy's like I Django Jr. I need to I need to show you to my guardian. Is it is, it, is Junior spelled the DJR? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Django but 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 it's but it's Django the Junior. <laughs> Sandy introduces Django the Junior to her guardian, the surviving Steven, who's now in a wheelchair. He exploded. <laughs> he, he survived. He's in a wheelchair. And you're ready for this? They decide we're going to have a big dinner with our families so they can meet. That's where the trailer ends. Where does the movie go after that? You decide. But Steven and Django will be in the same room together. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh yeah, let- <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of other ideas, and I was like, "How far can I go with this?" I think I think the movie is just called "The Django De Junior." The D's are silent. <laughs> <laughs> De Junior. Oh my god! 
Uh, okay, let me go to recasting. Um, uh, <laughs> so, Brunhilda, I went with Zoe Saldana. That, that's, that, that, that's a pretty obvious choice, yeah. Wow, backhanded compliment. Okay, fine. Huh? Uh, what? Backhanded compliment there. No, wow. no, no. That's I, I, not meant to be backhanded. I, I, <laughs> I, I, that, that's probably what I would have went with if I did it. Okay. Uh, Steven. This better be good. Steven was tough. Steven was tough. Um, because no one's going to put the spin on it that, that Jackson's going to do it. Right. Uh, so I went with a guy who I think was going to just be batshit insane uh, in a totally different way, and that's Forrest Whitaker. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, Django. Django's another tough one because it's like there's no one really in the zone, and we just like I don't want to just say Michael B. Jordan again. I was gonna say Michael B. Jordan. So, just, he, so I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm not purposely not gonna do that. Right. Uh, so I'm with John David Washington, who I think okay. is great. Cool. Uh, uh, Calvin Candy. Um, so I wanted to get a guy who's like super likable, who can also play a piece of shit. Yep. And it's gonna be Chris Evans. Excellent. Love it. Dr. King Schultz. Maybe a counterintuitive pick. Uh, they have to change the character. I don't think he could be German, but you know what? He's done accents in other movies. It's a guy known for a massive role. Uh, it's a very different role, but I want Daniel Craig. Wow. I, I like it. I like it. Very good. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Chris Evans, actually, do you know the upcoming movies that he is going to be in? Which one are you referring to? Well, I read that he's going to be playing um, Gene Kelly, which is pretty freaking cool. Yeah. He's going to have this workout out for him. He's going to be able to dance like Gene Kelly, unless he's going to have a stunt double. But uh, also, I'm looking forward to him in uh, Little Shop of Horrors, where he plays the crazy dentist. Um, uh, Steve per, Martin. Per, 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 yeah. like Steve Martin. So I'm really excited yeah. for that as well. Uh, well, he'll be a dentist. He is. <laughs> he is uh, calling for causing things pain or whatever. Uh, yeah. Me, me and uh, Gia just finished watching. Um, we're, we're right now we're watching the entire MCU. I mentioned it before. We just finished uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and Thor Ragnarok. So we're just about to start Black Panther Ooh. and um, Homecoming. Uh, just just Captain America's presence in that movie is just <laughs> hysterical. Uh, so, yeah, Chris Evans is, uh, is is very clear in the mind right now. But, yeah. OK, so. Uh... Let's go to miscellaneous. Do you have any miscellaneous? Um, so I think that I cover all of mine. Uh, yep, I already spoke. I already, you already mentioned Will Smith. Stepped on my toes too. And then Leo's blood thing is also my other one. And I don't really have a lot of other things. I know that Christoph Waltz um, broke his pelvis falling off a horse during the making hate, of this hate movie. To, hate to break the pelvis. Yeah, it's, that's pretty brutal. But uh, um, I, I, I believe when Christoph Waltz, and this is a spoiler, I apologize, but when he did accept his award, for the Oscar, he did say, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. The same line from the movie when he picked up the award, which is great. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's pretty much it for me. All right. So I've got two and they're just they're exceedingly dumb, but they're they're Tarantino's kind of dumb. So did you notice that Amber Tamlet's in the movie for like 10 seconds? Uh, you know, it's funny. I didn't notice her. I noticed her father who was right next to her. Yes. Because he's so, a riff from West Side Story. OK. So. Her father, Russ Tamlin, played a character called Son of a Gunfighter. Okay. He is credited as Son of a Gunfighter in this movie. Amber Tamblin is credited as Daughter of a Son of a Gunfighter. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's the only reaction in the movie for 
almost no time at all. Just, just for that, so cre- just for that just, credit. Just for a joke in the credits. That's hilarious. The other thing, Brumhilda's last name is purposely von Shaft. Yep. Because in Tarantino's mind, yeah, Django yep. and Brumhilda and Django Jr. Django yeah. to Jr. Django to Jr. Uh, are the forebears of indeed John Shaft <laughs> from the movie Shaft, who would go on to be the father of another John Shaft, played by, you guessed it, Samuel L. Jackson. Correct. That is amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Quentin. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to the Oscars. This is an Oscar year that we have discussed very recently uh, in our Lincoln episode. And let's go through the main categories here because I think we have, a, we have an interesting conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Best Picture is won by Argo. Uh, the other nominees are Amore, Beast of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Les Mis, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, Zero Dark Thirty. Now, in our Lincoln episode, I do believe we gave it to Lincoln. Do we feel differently after watching Django Unchained? Oh, boy. Yes, yes, I, I feel different now. Well, you think re- it's Django? I think it's Django for me. I, I can understand why people would be like, that's not the greatest, that's not the best movie of the year. But for me, it's what I'm looking for in a movie. So it, it, it's, it's, it's my opinion, yeah. I. It's tough. It's a very, very tough call. I think. I think, hmm, I think I'm sick of Lincoln. I think I'm, I think I'm going with Lincoln. Makes sense. I mean, you know, it, it's they're both great. I mean, can you say they're both different, very different movies too? Yeah. Uh, best director Tarantino is not nominated for some reason. Um, Ang Lee wins for Life of Pi, but I think we gave it to Spielberg for Lincoln. Ben Zettelin for Beast of the Southern Wild. Michael Haneke for Amore. Uh, David O. Russell for Silver Linings Playbook. I mean, he's, he's I'm an, I'm an, I'm annoyed. Yeah. He's, he's gotta be over, you know, and, and not only just nominated, but uh, he just puts everything he, he has in a movie and you can see it. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't, I just don't see him being defeated in this. I don't know. I'm looking at Ben Zettelin's credits. Because I, I think we, we kick him out. Uh, he made Beasts of the Wild. It's his first movie as a director. His first directorial effort. It's 2012. He doesn't make another movie until 2020. And the movie is called Wendy. And it's... You haven't heard of it. Yeah. You, I know you haven't heard of it. Because it's a, it has a budget of $6 million. And it made 143000 Four five hundred eighteen dollars. Yikes! Wow. I, I don't know what's going on with that career. Uh, yeah, that's a little but strange. He's, I think he's out. And Tarantino's in. Uh, is it Tarantino or is it Spielberg? For me, it's Tarantino. I think I think I give directing to Tarantino because it's like his style is so much more apparent. I guess. Yeah. And may, maybe that's you know maybe that's a criticism. You know maybe you look at. Spielberg and it's like oh it's a little bit more subtle which is you know not something that's been leveled Spielberg ever uh, in the history of his career but maybe compared to Tarantino it is and I hate to do this because they're two different categories I guess but like Quentin's also directing his own work 
Yeah, I think um, he does. He does win for for a screenplay, right. which I think is his is kind of the consolation the Oscars give him. And Spielberg doesn't write screenplays; he's just strictly a director, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, he. I mean, he has people he works with, but he he doesn't write for his own movies. Right, right, right. So, I mean, he produces a bajillion movie. Every movie you ever heard of, probably. Like there's a there's a eighty percent chance Spielberg. Well, but but but, but isn't like the producers the role very just like here's here's the money to make this movie sometimes sometimes yeah. but it also can be a thing where it's like I'm hiring everyone to make this movie I'm sort of the architect of the movie mm-hmm. Spielberg does tend to be more hands on. Yep. Like there's a um, there's a pretty strong rumor that Spielberg di- produced the movie Poltergeist. Okay. And it was the credited director um, is uh, Toby Hooper, who directed the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. There's a rumor that goes around that Spielberg essentially directed it, and they kind of kept. They didn't want to like Toby Hooper just for whatever reason wasn't present enough. Like wasn't couldn't wasn't hacking it at the time. He was having some issues, right? And Spielberg basically just stepped in and directed the movie for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he tends to be a more hands on producer. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, I mean, a lot of times he's just the money guy, but he 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 does tend to do that. Gotcha. So, um, let's go to best actor. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis wins for Lincoln. Bradley Cooper is nominated for Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, Hugh Jackman for Les Miserables. Joaquin Phoenix in The Master. Denzel Washington for Flight. Wow. Um, a lot of good ones. I, it's, it's a, this is a good Oscar year. This is a good Oscar year. Um, I don't think Jamie Foxx cracks. The, he, Jamie Foxx is very good, but I don't think he cracks this. I mean, the weakest performance probably is Denzel. But okay. it's like that's still a strong performance. I almost feel like, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe not, but like Christoph Waltz is the, his 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 role is like the longest best supporting of all time. I read. So like I don't know. Like I almost feel like he's also. I know you can only really only have one best actor. Yeah, and Christoph Waltz it, it, doesn't yeah. fall into that specifically. But yeah. so that's that's. I mean. Yeah, best actress and best supporting actress we'll, we'll skip because I, I, you know, Perry Washington's great, but there's not a yeah. lot for Brimhilda to do in this. Right. She's just, she's the princess in the tower. Um, yeah. But best supporting actor, this, we had just discussed this, and it is one of the more stacked categories. But here's the interesting question. So, Christoph Waltz does win. For Django, um, Alan Arkin is nominated for Argo, Robert De Niro for Silver Linings Playbook, Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master, Tommy Lee Jones in Lincoln. Oh. He loved. Question is, was the right person nominated for Django Unchained? Were you thinking Leo? I was thinking Sam Jackson. Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you could make an argument for either of them. Yes, I think you can make an argument for Christoph Waltz as well. Obviously, he won. Um, but this movie has three incredibly strong supporting actor performances. I think you could even do, and again, I'm I'm completely biased because I love this movie and I love all the performances, but you could pull a Godfather 
you know, where like Al Pacino, James Caan and Robert Duvall are all nominated. <laughs> well, again, who do you kick out? Like, I guess Alan Arkin. Yeah, I mean, he's had his time. Plus, he, I, I will say this. He won the Best Supporting Actor. I think it was um, in 2006 for Little Miss Sunshine. And he's incredible in that. But it wasn't. He was basically like, I'll just be myself and be an asshole. You know what I mean? Like he had and he got his Oscar chance unless he's great in this. Sure. I haven't seen Argo, but he's, he's very good in Argo. He's very good in Argo. I, th- I think he's he's the least good of these performances. Yep. You know, like De Niro doesn't often try, uh, you know, post 2000. But when he does, it really works and it really works in this. Phillips Phillips yeah. Moore Hoffman is brilliant. Hoffman's up. Yeah, he's up. He's great. He's so Tommy great. Tommy Lee Jones, we've talked about in Lincoln episode. Yeah. Tremendous in Lincoln. Right. So and I, I really do you know, I, I do hate using two roles from the same movie. You know, I, I do. Right. Because it that man, it's it's tough. It's it's a tough. Uh, it's a tough call because I think all three. It also all depends three. on like how colorful is the character, how fun is the character, yeah. how here, great did they? You know, I understand it, why Sam Jackson was not nominated, and I understand why Leo was not nominated because Walt's character is the most likely to win an Oscar because of the because be, of the type, because, because of the type of the character. Of character. He's a heroic character. Um, He's that's bullshit. You know, he I mean, like Heath Ledger won as the Joker. Yeah, that was undeniable, though. There are going to be exceptions to every rule, right? But like, look at Sam Jackson's character. Like, it's an incredible performance. But are we going to be watching the Oscars and be like, and we're going to reward the guy for playing? This is just not how the Oscars think, you know? <laughs> you know, we're going to re- reward the guy for playing the like the most disgusting, despicable character you can imagine, right? Right. Um, you know, it's just not how it does it. And like Leo, Leo, I think by this point it was like a thing, and they weren't they weren't going to give Leo a best supporting actor for. His first so Oscar. so so people listening, this is why I dropped the Grammy stuff on my on my show because if that's the case where they're like, well, we, we this is what we want to see, that's bullshit. It should just be based it, on I, how good are you in this role. I I I get that. I agree with you one hundred percent. And I'm 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 saying like, why was this like this in the real world? We don't have to follow those rules. Right, right. We do, we do our own thing. Honestly, because uh, I think we're both going to have, like, I, I, I think Christoph Waltz is amazing in this movie. I think he's much more colorful and fun and inglorious bastards. I think yes. that was the role of the century for him. However, I do think that if we were going to replace Waltz in this category, you'd replace him with Jackson. I'd replace him with DiCaprio. I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion here. I think we should just keep Waltz in. <laughs> Right. Um, so, but very difficult. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. So, um, important question here: What are you eating for Django Unchained? Oh, I'm gonna have the white cake. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the white cake. <laughs> the way he says that, man, the cringe factor I had in here. I felt like the bad guy in the movie theater when he said white cake. <laughs> I looked around, like to everybody sitting there. I'm like, I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean for that to happen. <laughs> Join me Love in the study. We cake. will have the white cake. Why do you have to emphasize the H like that? <laughs> it reminded me of Seinfeld when uh, Kramer like 
tans by accident too long and he goes over his girlfriend's house is african-american and her father's like i thought you were bringing home a white boy <laughs> i don't see a white boy i see a goddamn fool <laughs> oh kramer oh, uh, speaking of horrible races. yeah yeah <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even realize that connection there but uh oh dude, man all like, right so now uh now that you finished your white cake what do uh, you what are you eating what am I eating with this? Of course, I'm eating the white cake. The white cake? All right. Just, just yeah. dessert. Just, just, just a nice piece. Eat. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what else are you going to eat? Maybe some candy? You could have some candy. Uh, candy. What are they eating at the dinner table? You don't really see. So, oh, it's some sort of meat and vegetable and potato, I'm assuming. But Loves no, the meat and vegetable and potato. There's no other food really in this movie, is there? I mean, they are. I mean, Django and, uh, and Schultz are eating stuff like. And the little campsite that they tell him then we tell us the story, but it's now you can't even tell it's like sausage or something. I don't know. Yeah. Beans. <laughs> uh, so now we come to the most important part of the show. And that is when we put 30 seconds on the clock. And Derek, you explain why Django Unchained is the greatest movie of all time. Are you ready? No, I said, oh, you, yes, I am. Three, two, one, go. Django Unchained, 2012, Quentin Tarantino. Why is this movie the greatest of all time? Because it has some of the greatest performances you'll ever see, especially this year. You got Jamie Foxx, you got Samuel Jackson, you got Leonardo DiCaprio, you got Christoph Waltz. You can't get any better than that. Plus, there's so many great cameos by so many actors. It's your, your head spins. Go check out the credits afterwards and just look up every single character. You'll notice something about them. You're like, oh my God, I know that actor. That's crazy. There's so much of that going on. It's a great story. It's so much fun. Great thing. It's a great Tarantino and movie in the universe. And I, I, You'll never know ha- why this is the greatest movie. Uh, absolutely. So that has been our episode on Django Unchained. I believe that is our third Tarantino episode. Uh, so we hope you enjoyed that one. And check out the other ones wherever you find podcasts. Let's talk about what's coming up, though, because I'm very excited about the month of February. 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 Hey, Rick, they are a silent. Okay. February. I was making a connection with Django in the day. Yes, February. Okay. Kind of like the Wednesday. Wednesday. It should be Wednesday. Wednesday? Witness Day. Witness Day. All right. So we're uh, next week, we begin a back-to-back Robin Williams doubleheader with Goodwill Hunting. Not you. Not this time, man. Not you. I, I butchered that Sean. line. I, I did. I, uh, yeah. I, I did have a friend named Sean who once started, just looked at me and said, it's not your fault. <laughs> and I had a, I had a, he a left full you, on. We, we, we acted out the scene. He, he left you a nice opening that, there. Yeah. Which was not, uh, yeah. Which is not uh, appropriate to do that scene, but we did it anyway. Yeah. Um, and then. Hook. 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 We play. We, what's we what's, watch, what, what are you looking for, Toodles? I've lost my marbles. We're going to watch what I consider to be the greatest uh, gay coded cuppy couple. Cuppy. The, great, great, the, 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 the greatest coded cuppy. Gay coded cuppy. Gay coded couple in the history mm-hmm. of cinema when we watch Hook. Come on, man. It's a kid's film. Spielberg, future guest of the show. Steven. 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 <laughs> See, where are you? Come on the show. How many times do you have to do your movies? You know, before you come on here. The show. 
He probably, you know, like I said last time, he's gonna come on here. Does anyone want to talk about movies? He wants to talk about gardening and like barbecue. I'm down for it. We can talk. We can talk all about Peter Pan, Stephen. Stephen, reach out. Have your people call my Benning. Benning. Rufio. Rufio. Run home, Jack. Run home. Home run, Jack. <laughs> I'm already crying. We haven't done this. Before. I'm gonna start crying in the middle of this movie. <laughs> uh, and then we take a hard, hard left turn. <laughs> After that, when we watch the thing, John Carpenter's gross-out horror fucking masterpiece. The thing. Because that's when you should watch this movie in the middle. I, I like this not during Halloween. I think February is the coldest it's winter. month. It's winter. It's, it's a the, winter movie. the heart of the when, winter, February. When I was doing the schedule, I do have, we have in, in a few months, we have like a sort of a back-to-back like creature movie, you know, creature series. I'm like, oh, the thing should go there. And it's like, no, no. The let thing the, goes in the winter. Let the boy watch. Yes. He needs to learn like I learned from my daddy, the way he learned from his daddy. That's a Will Ferrell outtake. Sure. From... <laughs> uh, so we're doing the thing. We're getting some, we're getting Kurt Russell. Welcome to the show. Kurt. Is this, the, this is not the first Kurt Russell we're doing, is it? Yeah, it is. What, what, what else would it have been in? What did I just watch with him then? Why did I think it was for the show? What you the think of Guardians Galaxy 2? I just watched Guardians 2. Yeah, right. Yep. I'm sorry. Okay. But welcome to the show, Kurt fucking Russell. Yeah, Kurt. Welcome. And I, I think welcome to the show, Ed Norton. If we had Ed Norton before? Wait, seven. No, he's not in seven. What am I talking about? No, he's welcome not. Welcome to the show, Ed Norton, after that, American History X. Doesn't it seem like that, though? When you, I just, when you just said the movie Seven, I thought of Ed Norton, too, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's Fincher. It's fight, like Fight Club's right around there. But, yeah. Welcome to the show, Ed Norton. American History X. Wow. Heavy-duty movie. They're in history acts. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie it in the first week of, of March because we're having a 90s black and white back to back. Week after that, another hard left turn going to Clerks. Welcome to the show, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, welcome. So we have a fun few weeks coming up. Derek, what do you have coming up on the greatest album of all time podcast? Well, we just released Tapestry by Carol King, and we are going to be doing. Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. What are you eating with Appetite for Destruction? <laughs> destruction? Uh, <laughs> probably like chicken. some destruction with that. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have some cheese. Cheese. This is a bad joke. That one. And then after that, we're doing Ram by Paul McCartney. And I'll announce the next ones coming up after that. But we're having a lot of fun. Keep listening to that because it's fun. And music is good, too. Music is good. Music is good. Uh, so I do want to thank you so much for watching. Hope you are listening. I uh, hope you uh, continue to listen. Hope you're enjoying what you're hearing and you're looking forward to what's coming up next. As always, I have been your beloved co-host, Rick Barrasso. And I, your co-host. On the show. <laughs> and I, your co-host, Derek the White Cake, Big Dick Bosky Unchained. Keep watching, everyone. You uppity son of a 